TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Top of the 8 o'clock hour here in our nation's capital. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live. As promised, top of the 9 o'clock hour. We'll switch gears here a little bit. Talk all things Washington Wizards. Denny Avdia, Taki hot last night out in New Orleans as the Wizards unfortunately fall to the New Orleans Pelicans. But it was what Denny Avdia was able to do and the growth that he's continued to show this season. Uh, definitely a bright spot last night in New Orleans. We'll discuss that before we get out of here. Right now, though, I want to continue to talk about This Washington Commanders coaching staff, we heard earlier today, Joe Witt, Cliff Kingsbury, two super impressive dudes officially announced and introduced as the offensive and defensive coordinators here in Washington. And we know that both sides of the football with the rock star staff that's been assembled here in D.C., we can safely say that both sides of the football are in good hands. I trust what Cliff Kingsbury and company are going to be able to accomplish offensively with Anthony Lynn and Brian Johnson. I trust what Joe Witt and company are going to be able to accomplish on defense with William Gay and Sharif Floyd and Coach Simmons. It's a rock star coaching staff on both sides of the football. And I think the the, the casual, I almost said the coverage, casual and average, the casual NFL fan, I think, routinely undermines how important the assistant coaches are on the NFL staff. It's huge. And I said it earlier in the show, some of the tightest relationships on a football team are between a position coach and a player, not the head coach. So while it's uber important that Dan Quinn's message is resonated throughout the roster, it's those relationships between the secondary coach in, in the corner. And, and the linebackers coach, Ken Norton and Jamin, those are the relationships that I think ultimately take guys to the next level. Those are the relationships that I ultimately feel like matter more than the head coach being some rah-rah guy. But like I said, I think both sides of the football are in good hands based on the staff. Cliff's going to do his thing with his staff. Joe Witt Jr. is going to do his thing with his staff. The question, The question that I have now is which side of the football is primed to take a sizable step forward? Who is best set up to hit the ground running? Is it the offensive side of the football or is it the defensive side of the football? Who's in the best position to succeed? And when I talk about it, before today, I'll be completely honest with you. Before today, I was way more excited about offense. New quarterback, new scheme. You already have some decent pieces already on that side of the football. 
with the trio that you got at wide out, with the running back tandem, and just all of the good offensive minds that you have on staff. But after hearing Joe Witt talk today, after looking through the defensive coaching staff, they're ready. The defense is going to 1,000% hit the ground running. And that's normally how things go during the early stages of the offseason, whether we're talking about the offseason program uh, with OTAs and minicamp, whether we're talking about training camp. Defense usually is ahead of the offense. I expect that to be the case with this group. But I also look at the talent on both sides of the football. And I talked about this earlier. While I love Terry McLaurin as much as the next guy, the major question mark that you have under center, to me, kind of dampens and, and tempers my expectations for what the offense can eventually grow into. But on defense, knowing that you're returning a lot of the personnel that you had a season ago, and more importantly, two years ago, when you were a hands-down top-five unit in this league, that is what gets me excited. That's why I think they're ready to hit the ground running. I continue to, to isolate and, and talk about individual players like a Jamin Davis, like a Quan Martin, like an Emmanuel Forbes. There are guys on this defense that I think are ready and primed to take that next step. And we continue to talk about offensively the coaching staff and how that matters and how that matters for the success of a young quarterback. I think it's just as important on the defensive side of the football. You have to have you have to have a coordinator, a coach that has a vision for how things are going to be done, how things are going to be handled moving forward, a plan for how to use the talent. And we got breaking news. I think the whole world should stop. I talked about this last weekend if you were tapped into overtime. Caitlin Clark officially doing it, breaking Kelsey Plum's Division I scoring record, 126 career games it took Caitlin Clark to become the all-time leading scorer in Division I history. So monumental moment here tonight. I don't know where Iowa is at tonight. It looked like they're in Iowa. Take it on. Actually can't see who they're taking on. But point of the matter is this. History being made uh, by Caitlin Clark. If you were lucky enough to see Caitlin Clark, I believe it was two weekends ago. Uh, two weekends ago, Caitlin Clark was out in College Park taking on the Terps. It's against Michigan tonight, though. 3,528 career points scored by Caitlin Clark in just 126 games, the most ever uh, in Division I history. So you always got to stop and highlight greatness uh, across the sports landscape. Hit my phone up, though, man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We heard from Joe Witt Jr. We heard from Cliff Kingsbury. We know what both sides of the football have from a talent perspective. With all that being said, knowing what you know about this coaching staff, which side of the football, the offense or the defense, is in best position to hit the ground running in 2024. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I continue to go with the defensive side of the football. That's what matters to me, the defense. And I talk about the talent on that side of the football. We mentioned Jamin Davis. We mentioned some of the other young cats. Here is the new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., talking about why he's excited 
to work with this young defense? You know, I really like Forbes when he came out. And um, and not only Forbes, I like Quan. And, you know, they have a number of guys on that back end that really, really are intriguing. And the thing that we have to do, um, that's why we brought Jason Simmons in and, and Tommy Donatell, uh, to get those guys in and to believe in the, the, the techniques that we're going to teach them and, and the um, scheme that we're going to put them in. But we have um, quality young players here. Uh, we're just ready to get to work with them. Yeah. I think that's the key, right? Quality young players that are already here. And I know all of the armchair GMs out there that think they know more than the next guy about ball is probably already willing to write Emmanuel Forbes off. Tread lightly. Not saying that I know what he'll project into, but to write a guy off after one season, I think it's just premature and unfair. That's where we're at right now with this. But the two dudes that he listed, Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes, the two richest draft picks from this past draft class, they have massive, massive expectations on them this year. And I also think they have a massive opportunity to really catapult themselves into the upper echelons at that position in the National Football League, especially Quan Martin, what we were able to see from him at season's end. Playing that hybrid role of the Buffalo nickel in that deep half safety. There's... So much meat on the bone for him in terms of development. And this is why I'm excited about that side of the football. When you look at what Dallas has been able to accomplish the past three seasons on defense, where you were top five in defensive DVOA each of the last three years, where you led the National Football League in takeaways each of the last three years, they're doing it with honestly not household names. Deron Bland, who was the defensive player of the year candidate this year, constantly getting his hands on the football a sixth-round pick. Damone Clark, a fourth-round pick. You get where I'm going with this? They had a bunch of unsung heroes on that side of the football, and Joe Witt and that defensive coaching staff prided themselves on getting the most out of that talent. That's what matters to me. That's why I'm excited about what Washington could potentially be on defense under the tutelage of this coaching staff. And then I look at a guy like Micah Parsons, and we always talk about how important it is at the quarterback position to have a plan and to have a fit for, for a young guy's success. Think about what Micah Parsons was coming out of Penn State. This tweener, linebacker, pass rusher hybrid that honestly didn't have a clear-cut, carved-out role at the next level because of the size. And the one thing, the one thing that I know about Joe Witt, Dan Quinn, and that defensive coaching staff in Dallas They did not bang on the table to Stephen Jones and company to select Micah Parsons without having a plan for how he is going to succeed in that defense. And I look at Quan Martin, and I look at Jamin Davis, and I think, man, with the physical tools that those two dudes have, you got to think Joe Witt and company are salivating at the opportunity to create and carve out a role for them in this defense especially Jamin Davis. And I keep harping on Jamin. And it may be premature to harp on Jamin Davis. We know that he's got the legal situation that he's dealing with off of the field. So I don't know the future of Jamin Davis here in Washington. I honestly don't. I know they got a decision to make on that fifth-year option coming up in March. But at the end of the day, I sure as hell hope he gets himself together in terms of the legal situation because he is one of the chess pieces on this defense that I really feel like could elevate this group to another level. There's talent there, 
It's about carving out a role and having a vision for how he can succeed in the National Football League. One thing I love that Joe Witt talked about in his opening presser today, it's all about affecting the quarterback. How else do you do that than on the interior? John Allen, Deron Payne, two monster defensive tackles for this football team that quite honestly underachieved last year. Here's Joe Witt on what they could possibly bring to the table for this unit. Man, everything starts up front, okay? Um, and and I'm, a, I'm a back-end guy, but when you see me at practice, I'm going to be, and even when I was the cornerback coach in Green Bay or at Louisville, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to the big guys. Hey, it starts up front, all right? And so I'm a believer of that, and um, and that's where we're going to, and I'm glad we have those guys because, you know, that's where, that's where it all starts. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation and talks as to whether or not Jonathan Allen would still be in the fold uh, come training camp based on what we've heard At our event a couple of nights ago at the Bethesda Theater, John Allen reinvigorated, rejuvenated to be here in Washington. And I'm excited to see the role that Joe Witt Jr. and company are going to carve out for him. One other thing that Joe talked about that really caught my attention is how they plan to affect a quarterback. One thing that Dallas was always known for the past couple of seasons under Dan Quinn and company is their ability to make you wrong up front with your protections. One thing that most offenses in the National Football League are responsible for, the center, rather, is responsible for calling out protections. Dallas, in the way that they lined up up front with that front four, constantly put the offensive line in conflict. They constantly, you know, made you second-guess and question your protection schemes. They lived off of free rushers getting to the quarterback. That's the creativity that I'm excited to see up front. That's why I think John Allen and Deron Payne could be in tremendous position to make another sizable step forward uh, coming up in 2024. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lester Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Heard everything I just laid out. I want to get your calls. Based on what you heard from Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury today, based on what you know about this offensive and defensive coaching staff, which side of the football is best primed to hit the ground running in 2024? That's next here on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. It's overtime here on 106.7. The fan will take you up to 10 o'clock before we give things over to Tech Talk Live. If you missed us right before we went to break, breaking news uh, here on the fan, Caitlin Clark officially uh, etching her name in history, passing Kelsey Plum uh, for the most points scored ever by a women's basketball player 
uh, in Division One history. 3,528 points for Caitlin Clark. She did it in, I believe it was 126 games. So Caitlin Clark uh, doing it quickly. Uh, she's out. Iowa hosted Michigan tonight, and she's in her bag offensively on this historic night. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about women's college basketball at the top of that 9 o'clock hour when we talk Wizards as well. But right now, though, when I hit the phones, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You heard from Joe Witt Jr. You heard from Cliff Kingsbury. You know the personnel that exists on both sides of the football. With everything that you know, which side of the ball do you think is in best position to hit the ground running in 2024? Is it the offense of the Washington Commanders or is it the defense of the Washington Commanders? Al is in Hyattsville. What's going on, Al? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Good, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, for, to answer your question, I think the defense would be a more poised to have a bounce back than the offense. And the reason being is because, um, you know, personnel-wise, I think we have pieces – uh, there's a few other pieces we'll pick up in the draft, and I think that will make it easier to make that transition to being a better uh, defensive unit uh, versus last year. But, you know, just from the press conf- conference alone, I didn't get a chance to hear Cliff, but I got a chance to hear Joe Witt Jr. And I just tell you, I was ready to run through a wall <laughs> after hearing that man talk. For sure, for that sure. man got me hyped, and I'm sitting on the side like, okay, where, where's my pads and where are we going? Because I'm, I'm about to get, you know, lay somebody out. The man knows what he's doing, and he, he made a lot of points. I think, you know, he's, he was authentic in how he approached it. Uh, he was very open. I mean, what coach do you know or what person, for that matter, is coming out talking about some dysle- dyslexia? Yeah. And I mean, telling, that's, I mean that's, bringing yeah. out personal stuff. And I'm like, he didn't have to say that to us, but here he is talking about that stuff. And, and I think one of the quotes that I love from him is when he said, I'm leaving it all out there. When I'm when I'm with them at the oh at the, yes um, yeah that, uh, Al said, you hit on a you hit on an extra yeah. time he said I'm not spending yep. extra time because now that tells me that you've been robbing me yep you've been robbing us if you got to stay later that means you haven't been putting full effort in that to me said a whole lot right there for sure Alan I appreciate the call as always yeah that that was one of the biggest takeaways to me from this press conference is what Al just alluded to the idea of hey look. Right. I'm going to give my 1000% effort. So I expect that from you. That is what you call servant leadership. Servant leadership. It's one thing for you to be barking at me and rah rahing, but if you're not putting in that same work, if you're not holding yourself to the standard, how can I buy what you're talking about? Vic, if you got it ready, cut number 23. Joe Witt Jr., I-, I loved this quote, talked about the process of taking his way of being and getting it over to these players on defense. Consistency. That's what it is. They're going to see the same person every day. You can't pick and choose when you want to um, demand or get things from guys. Every time I walk into that building, they're going to see the same thing. They're going to get the same effort. Um, i tell you one thing, and this is a little bit trying to answer your question. Um, as coaches, you know, when you start to lose sometimes, coaches start to stay later, you know. And, and my thought process is because I don't care if we went – I've been on 20 win, wins in a row and I've lost six in a row, okay. Um, I go home the same time because I'm giving you everything I have. 
everything I have every time. So when coaches started to stay later after we've lost two or three games, man, you 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 were you were cheating us. Because if you thought that was going to give us a better chance of winning, you would have you would you would have done it um, before we lost. So um, to answer your question is, I'm going to give everything I have to those guys every time they see me. All right, and then I can sleep. I can sleep well at night uh, after that. Mm. If that, if you can't resonate with that, then, then clearly you're 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 in the wrong you're in the wrong profession. If you're a player in that locker room, if you're a coach on that coaching staff. And, and, and you're all not following this man's lead, it'll be very evident by the results on the field if they're all on one accord. Because if they all really are on one accord, living what they're preaching, they're going to get the most out of the talent that they have on this team. Remember after the Buffalo game, I was incensed. Guys jogging, being lackadaisical with their pursuit angles. I guarantee you won't have that happen this year under Joe Witt on defense. I'm excited for camp. I'm excited for OTAs. I'm excited for minicamp. But I'm certainly excited for camp. Because the one thing that Eric Bieniemy stood out with right away last year was how demanding he was on the practice field as a coach. That stood out right away, the tempo, the urgency that they were practicing with. Imagine that times 10 this year on both sides of the football with the offense and the defense. Jesse is out in Arlington. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, man. So I doing? actually called you a few weeks ago. Good. Hope you're doing well, too. And I'll be a little quicker than I was when you took my call. No, you're good, man. But, uh, yeah, no, but honestly, I think just because of the fact that Dan Quinn and Joe Witt work together, I think they know what they want. And so the fact that they're both defensive-minded guys, the fact that our boy Riverboat took a lot of, I mean, who knows if they will actually be talented football players, mm-hmm. but, you know, they they took a lot of draft picks with, and I hope they do become talented. It's, I mean, with the with the last draft, I hope Emmanuel Forbes, I hope, I hope Joe Wick can get the best out of Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. And before that, you know, they had John Allen and Deron Payne. And when I, when you took my call a few weeks ago mm-hmm. about the cornerstone players, I do feel like John Allen and Deron Payne are cornerstone players. I'm just hoping that they can get the best out of all of those talented guys that we did take, and that's my take. So I think it's a defensive side. I appreciate taking my call, man. Yeah, for I sure, Jesse. Appreciate you tapping in, as always, my man. I, I think to call John Allen and Deron Payne cornerstone pieces, I have to agree with it. I, I have to. They are two of the most talented dudes on this roster. I agree wholeheartedly with what Jesse says. But – Something that Jesse hit on, too, that I really think is huge and important with this, they've got to get the most out of the talent. That matters. That, first and foremost, to me, is more important than anything. You have to get the most out of the guys on the roster, whether that's Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin, Benjamin St. Juice, you name it. There are plenty of young, talented football players on this team that haven't even begun to tap into their potential to what they can actually end up being. And I know we've talked about Quan and Emmanuel Forbes and Jamin Davis. When you think about the mentality that this team wants to play with, doesn't it make you a little bit more excited about Derek Force, a guy who was playing like the damn Tasmanian devil in 2022? Headhunter. 
ball hawk. Plays one way. That's like he was shot out of a cannon. He's the type of guy that I'm excited about moving forward. Another low-key, maybe under-the-radar guy that I think fits the mold from a mentality standpoint. Christian Holmes. Christian Holmes is somebody that has been a special teams war daddy since they drafted him a year ago. But I think if I was Washington, I wouldn't be hell-bent on trying to revamp the secondary from a personnel standpoint. I would be preaching competition. Let the best guys play. They got a litany of talent in that secondary. It's about when each of those guys are coached up to their technique and playing properly and doing what the coaches are asking of them, who's the best? Who's the best? From a height, weight, speed standpoint, Benjamin St. Juice was built in a damn lab. If I had to build a cornerback in the lab from a height, weight, speed standpoint, St. Juice would be one of the guys. He'd be a model. 6'3", 225, long, lengthy. Big problem with him the past couple of years is the ball skills just aren't there. When you go through your entire collegiate career without an interception, without a pick, without a takeaway, lets me know what type of ball skills you have. I also love Joe when talking about I could catch the football as, as DBs. Dallas was really damn good at taking the football away over the past three seasons. They led the NFL, but guys are finishing the play. That has to happen. Has to happen here in D.C. Has to happen. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Knowing what you know about this coaching staff. Knowing what you know about the incumbent talent on the roster. Which side of the football, the offense or the defense, do you think is best geared to hit the ground running uh, coming up in the 2024 season? Paul is in D.C. What's going on, Paul? What's up, What's up brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on, man? How are you? Man, listen, man. I was just explaining to the gentleman that answered the phone. My pops is uh, Eddie Jordan. He mm-hmm. coached the Wizards, so I know what a coach sounds like and looks like. And uh, Joe Witt Jr., he 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 ready to go. Uh, as I was explaining to the gentleman to answer the phone, when you're looking at a coach, you want to see if he coming into the situation prepared to hit the ground running. And a couple of things that Joe pointed out was the fact that they want to do something different. They're not trying to stick with the same scheme. He got people from different backgrounds to come in and assist them to build the defense back up from the jump. But he also addressed, you know, fact that he got John Allen, Deron Payne, and yep. he, how he's going to work with those cornerbacks. The thing I wanted to hear from Cliff was this, and as I explained that to the gentleman that answered the call, you want to hear from your offensive coordinator, you know what, just like Dan Quinn said, I learned some lessons from the last time I had this position, and I, and I let Dan I failed or whatever that looks like. He ain't necessarily failed because he went to a Super Bowl, but right. I learned some lessons from the last time I was coaching. Three things I want us to improve on as I watch the tape for the commanders. I want us to improve in our short passing game or our intermediate passing game, or we need to run the ball better in our run, in our run zone blocking or inside zone blocking, or you know maybe we need to hit the outside better with some halfback toss, whatever. But those are things he didn't address. It was, he was very nonchalant, and he was very, you know, a matter of fact. And, and, and for me, that just sounds like a gentleman that's learning on the fly. He's not really prepared right now. You know, and when you when you get in jobs of this nature, 
you know, as a coach's son, I know what that looks mm-hmm. like. I've seen it up close, the preparation that goes into these things. You need to be prepared from day one when you hit the ground, you know, when you come in. He he, he was saying, I'm still looking at tape. I only got to three games. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, the press conference, it's you got what, yeah. what, a week ago, yeah. two weeks ago? Yeah, we've known for a little you know while. I, I mean, you. my father will go through tape in a weekend right. of the whole season. Every plate. That's what it takes, though. It. That, that, and that's and Paul, I hear what you said. That's what it takes to be a great yeah. coach in what? whatever profession. And guess what? When we're looking at games now, he's still doing it. Yeah. He'll send us videos yep. of this guy should have did this or that guy should have did this. He missed this cut. He missed this block. He should have screened harder. He should have held the screen longer. You got to know those things, Cliff. And I just hope he gets better because right now it seems like he's just, you know, I, I, I get the, the thing I do like mm-hmm. is he said we hired some veteran guys like Anthony Lynn and those types of guys. So they will help him. But by this time, you should have been able to come in here and give the fans at least three things that you're going to improve this offense on. Oh, you I know, hear you. Our, our offensive linemen don't hold the blocks long. Or I see some technique issues with, you know, our left tackle. And we've been giving up some plays or whatever, whatever. Like, those are the things we, we, we could do better with our – you know, run blocking, our pass blocking from the running backs. They've been, they missed a hundred blocks this, you know, this year. I already counted them. You got to know those things. And, sure. and, and Joe did that though. You For know, sure. he, he, he already knew that he was like, you know, Quan is good. And mm-hmm. he said, man, your forwards is not as bad as you think. You know, he got a lot of time. I like them coming out of college, but I just, we just got to coach him up and, sh- and then showing some technique issues. Like, so I'm good with the defense. I'm a little skeptical. And just like I said, just mm-hmm. because you talk a good game don't mean it is going to sure. be a good game. But as a coach's son, you know when somebody's prepared. You For do. sure. You can hear it in their talk. And Dan Quinn is prepared because he came in. He said, you know, I learned some things from the last time, and I've been itching and waiting for my chance to get an opportunity to prove that. And I think he did because guess what? He got several head, former head coaches on his staff. It's a that rock means that star he's staff. trying to be the smartest man in the room. It's a rock star staff, Paul. I appreciate you tapping in as yeah. always, my man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll let you hear a couple of clips from King- Cliff Kingsbury. We've let you hear a couple of clips from Joe Witt Jr. Are you like Paul and you're feeling like the juice may not be worth the squeeze when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury? It's an interesting uh, perspective that we just got from our last caller. I kind of see where he's coming from a little bit. I was not as impressed with Cliff Kingsbury's opening presser as I was with Joe Witten. I guess that's not saying much because if you can tell anything from these opening press conferences, those two dudes, two completely different personalities. But Joe Witt seems like he embodies more of those traits that we're looking for here uh, when it comes to the Washington Commanders. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to look uh, at the opening press conference from Cliff Kingsbury Uh, as well as new defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. When we come back, I want to let you hear from Cliff Kingsbury on what he learned uh, during his time away from the National Football League that will help him be be a better offensive coordinator here in Washington. That's next here on The Fan. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock, moving this thing over to Tech Talk Live. Top of the 9 o'clock hour. We'll switch gears here a little bit. We've talked all things burgundy and gold for the majority of the show to this point in the program. 
We'll talk a little bit about the Washington Wizards as well. Denny Avdia, the monster night the other night. And I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty, pretty excited about what he could eventually develop into moving forward. Signed a brand new four-year, $55 million contract this past offseason. And he's playing with the confidence of a dude uh, that just got paid. So we'll talk all things Washington Wizards. We'll take a spin around the NBA as well as most teams getting geared up for the All-Star break. So keep it locked right here on the fan uh, for that moving forward. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We're still taking your calls. Give me, give me your reaction to the opening press conferences earlier today. Joe Witt Jr., Cliff Kingsbury. And also, which side of the football do you think is most primed right now to take a sizable step forward? I want to let you continue to hear from Cliff Kingsbury, though, because I thought while he didn't have the flash and pizzazz that Joe Witt had in his presser, I still think there was some substance in what he was saying as well. And, Vic, you made this point during during the break. You still got to go out and coach. The games aren't won at the podium, right? This is not a situation where because you won the presser, automatically this defense is going to take a step forward. It sounds good is what we want to hear. It's a breath of fresh air. But as we saw last year with Eric Bieniemy, just because you're a rah-rah guy doesn't mean you're going to have results. Doesn't mean there's going to be success that follows here for you. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. One thing I want to talk about here with Cliff Kingsbury in a little bit more detail is this idea that he was this horrible head coach and a horrible play caller while in Arizona. I don't feel that's the case. But if you want to make the argument that there were clear shortcomings there, to me, I agree with you. But I'm more concerned now like one of the callers said earlier, about how he's going to address those shortcomings, how he has improved. What type of growth has he made since taking a step back from the National Football League? He's been in college. He worked with Caleb Williams last year. Caleb had rave reviews for him. But this is a different animal. You got to have good detail and be even more prepared. That's one thing you hear about Cliff Kingsbury, and this was a beat reporter from Arizona talking about this. They were getting to the facility pretty early to start working and getting things done. And Cliff Kingsbury was already there. Cliff Kingsbury was already there putting in the work. So we know it's not going to be a situation like last year where there were coaches complaining about the amount of hours they were having to put in. But for Cliff, I am curious to see on the field at least how that growth is shown. He talked about that. Uh, earlier today yeah I hope so um coach Riley is a phenomenal coach to be able to be around him watch him from uh, that view his processes how he works with the team um was awesome a great learning experience and then just to be around the younger players again re- really re-energized me re-motivated me I kind of got to be the good cop the entire year in that space and um felt like he gave me a chance to kind of reevaluate some of my process reevaluate some of my processes and how I operate and uh felt like it made, made me a better coach 
That's what that's what I feel like people wanted to hear from Cliff Kingsbury. And that matters to me. And like we said, nothing he says is going to impact winning and losing, right? You can't win games in a presser. But the fact that he was willing to be vulnerable enough and say, hey, look, I had to take a step back. I, I learned about myself as a teacher and a play caller. And then this was interesting that he said at the end. I got to play the role of the good cop all year last year. Such an important dynamic within a coaching staff is having good cops and bad cops. Eric Bieniemy was a bad cop last year here in Washington. Kansas City admitted they needed and missed their bad cop in KC this past year. So it's about striking that balance. You got to know who you can pat on the back and who you can kick in the ass, quite frankly. That matters. That's what makes the best coaches in this league. Straight up. Now for Cliff, some of the other question marks come with how he is going to blend the scheme together. What type of offense will this be? How will it look like come the fall? And I think based on the coaching staff that they've put together, it was a point of emphasis to be able to marry the run game and the pass game. That's something that was so important for the successful offenses in the National Football League. So important for the important offenses. That matters. Here's Cliff Kingsbury talking about the key attributes that an offense needs to have success in the NFL. Yeah, first and foremost, being able to adapt to your personnel, um, do what you do best, and don't ask them to do things they can't do. And uh, we have a staff that is all in agreement on that and takes pride in that. So we're going to build this thing together and be collaborative as we put it together and just make sure we're putting our guys in the best situation possible. Um, you got to be able to, you know, run the football in four minutes and you got to be able to throw it in two minutes. You saw that game come down to it a couple of times the other night. Um, that's how these games come down to. And, and so um, more than anything, just making sure we're putting those position, those players in a position to be successful. It matters. First and foremost, setting guys up for success. That to me, I agree with Cliff is the most important thing. Whether it's quarterback, receiver, offensive line, running back, every position on the field, you got to be put in position to succeed, to expect good results. Point blank. Let's go to CJ out in D.C. What's going on? Hey. What's going on? I'm sorry, man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You got, I apologize up front, man. I just jumped in the car for work, man, but I, I got to tune in to you. You're good. So, but no, man, me with the with, with the two interviews, I, I was able to see him at, 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 at while I was working. The guy Wick got me fired up, man. I'm fired up from listening to him. Sure. I'm fired up about the entire staff, not because, you know, we, we, we went through so many staffs over the last few years. When you get a staff from top to bottom that just looks solid, <laughs> you know, that has accomplished something and you got an organization. I, I ain't been, I haven't honestly been this excited about our organization from top to bottom in a long time, man. I think it's fair. So just yeah, so just to see just the organizational side may match with marry these things together. Well, I think I think we got something cooking, man. What side of the ball do you think is set up to hit the ground running. I would honestly start with the defensive side of the ball because I think we got a. I think we have talent over there that just hasn't been developed. You know, 
I think if they can get 11 guys doing the same thing, I think they could be the, I think they could be very good. But the problem is looking at it from the outside, it looks like everybody's on a different page. So if they can get that talent from Quan Martin to Jamin Davis to whomever is is the guy up front on one page, I think we can get back to something, right? That matters a lot, CJ. I appreciate the call as yeah. always. Yeah, that continuity is yeah. something that they've talked yeah. about all offseason long, talking about Adam Peters from ownership to the head coach. They all want to have an aligned vision. And I think having that aligned vision on both sides of the football is important. As much as you love what you heard from Joe Whip, as much as you love what you heard from Cliff Kingsbury, like I said earlier, it gets me more excited about Dan Quinn. These are the guys he brought over. They followed him here. They wanted to be here with him. It was important for them to come follow him here. That matters. The messaging that you heard from the coordinators today of the trickle-down effect of Dan Quinn. It's his vision that they're trying to bring to life. It's his vision that they're trying to bring to the forefront here. That matters to me. Cliff Kingsbury, earlier today, spoke about some things that he learned uh, from Dan Quinn as well. And I feel like one thing that Dan Quinn talked about that gave us all kind of some pause and made us scratch our heads a little bit, in a good way, I'd add, is that 360 review that he did of himself, really going back and asking other folks that he's been around, worked for, coached against, hey, how can I be better as a head coach? How can I be better as a head coach? I think if you're Cliff Kingsbury, hopefully you went through that same process and you now know how you can improve as a play caller. Because while he was the head coach and the play caller, this time around, he'll just be the play caller. There's massive strides and improvements he can make in that area. But ultimately, the reason that Cliff Kingsbury is here in Washington is because of Dan Quinn. Here's Cliff earlier talking about why he followed Dan Quinn here to Washington. Tremendous person, first and foremost. Um, the, the football speaks for itself. I first met him in 2012. Um, well, first, yeah, kind of brief interaction. We, we we're at Texas A&M, we played Florida, and they beat us. And I was really impressed by his scheme and how those guys played, and they flew around. And um, then watching him go to Seattle and the success he had in Atlanta, uh, just the way he, he does things and treats people and, and helps mentor coaches and players. Um, he's a guy I always looked at and said, if there's an opportunity, I'd love to work with him in some capacity. So for this to work out has really been, uh, been big for me. And that's the universal message that you heard from both Joe Witt and Cliff Kingsbury this afternoon when they were introduced in front of the D.C. media. Excited, they're passionate, but ultimately they're doing their best to try and bring to life the vision of the head coach, Dan Quinn. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, switch gears here a little bit. The final hour of power coming up uh, here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. All-Star break officially underway in the NBA. Last night, though, the Wizards went into the All-Star break with a loss, but had some history made. I'll tell you more next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.